Welcome to our bonus episode for 420 of Conversation Street. This is our listener questions. Yes, a listener questions segment. Another good old listener question. If you want to send us a question in to answer, then you can post it on our Facebook group or you can email at us at conversationstreet at gmail.com or however, and then we'll add it to our list. And we've got two um, questions from listeners who have done just that this week. And this first one, I think, has been sitting in our unanswered questions box for like, a year and a half maybe so we do get round to most of them eventually um our first question this week is from rachel who says one question i thought of is what is the furthest they've ever filmed away from the set i know they've done scenes in other towns so how far have they traveled good question Rachel. good question although this is this is a bit different to the usual questions that we have because this isn't really a, an opinion question is it it's, no this is a it's, factual it's a fact question. there's, there's one other we, we could finish this off in about 30 seconds then move on to the next one but i'm sure what do you it mean will sp- we could say it's when it's that time they went to antarctica next well this is more like a feature discussion section about um some, but sometimes our listener questions are just featured discussions masquerading as listener question. questions, yeah. aren't they? So, good, yeah, good question, Rachel. Um, the first time that they ever went anywhere abroad in Coronation Street, we just recently watched it, actually, is when they went to Mallorca in 1974. Yeah, they went there for two episodes. And um, and I, I did do a little bit of maths for this. Well, I typed it into a website and Mallorca is... 1,594 kilometres away, exactly, from, from Salford. Is that the furthest they've been? Furthest they've been? Wait and see and find out. Those, Why did York... you decide to do it in kilometres? Because that's what the website came up with first. You know that we're talking to, not talking to Europeans here. There may be some people from Europe that are listening. Oh. Do they have, they have kilometres in Canada? I believe that Probably. they might be their measurement of choice. Possibly, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Mallorca. So did you enjoy those episodes? Yeah, they were quite good fun. It I'm glad was, that we um, watched them. Yeah, they, they all went off for a jolly, didn't they, and sat around the pool and fell in love. Yeah, they'd won, they'd won a competition, a spot the ball competition in the paper, hadn't they? It was really nice, and we'd, we'd all seen pictures of, you know, there's, there are some famous shots of the, the Corrie women up against the swimming pools or lounging there and there. Yes, that is their, a very famous, bikinis. iconic 70s shot of the Yeah, of so the it was ladies. cool that we were able to watch them. One of them was, was on YouTube and one of them was on the DVD. And it was a girls' trip, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. I, I, I thought it was lovely, and like you said, they were all falling in love there. Mavis falling in love with um, it's only doing the lights of the club or something. Yeah, wasn't it? and then uh, Bet. Oh, Bet, that was tragic. Fell for a businessman who spun her a line or two. And she yeah, because she it. decided that she wasn't going to go back stayed. to Weatherfield. She was going to stay, and he was like, "What well, you stay for?" Stupid only... trollop. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Bless her. I, tell really... you, I just want to say this quickly. I don't think I've said this before. Bet to me is one of the standout characters of the seventies, and she has actually had a character arc which doesn't very often happen with with um with soap characters they're almost always fully you know they 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 are who they they they're going to end up being at the beginning or they kind of quickly some of them you can definitely see that like with, with Rita and Mavis for example the way we're watching them at the moment is just how I remember them being in the 90s so, uh, some people get introduced for a specific storyline and then have a personality transplant afterwards when they settle into more of a kind of smooth mm. groove but that has gone from like a go-go dancing hussy to a bitter woman who's sick of being messed around by men and and it's happened as we watch the episode i'm really really interested i'm really interested to see you 
get to be able to watch her evolution into the land of the Rovers as yes, well. Yes, I am interested she, as well. She, she has Bet, such a story, does I know Bet is a massive character, but she's, she's eluded me mm. up to this point. Anyway, we're not talking about that. That was Mallorca, one and a half thousand kilometres away from yes. here. Yes. Next up, in 1987, they went to Torremolinos. Now, is just one episode here they I went. I don't even know where that is. It's in the south of Spain. Um, and I they... am really rubbish with any anywhere where people go on holiday in Europe, I don't know about it because <laughs> we never went on holiday when I was a kid. No. Because we were too poor. <laughs> um, this is the... I was reading about this in a book the other day. They went over there to film for five days just for this one episode. And mm. it was all to do with Alec hunting down Bet. She disappeared off at some point, and, and that was um, when Julie Goodyear was looking after her sick mum, so she had to make oh. a hasty departure from, from the street. And then, for whatever reason, they decided, Let's, we won't just have her, you know, come back, or uh, Alec go and find her, and she's just, you know, at the estate around the corner, or, or Blackpool even. Tora Molinos, they really threw the boat out in those days, in 1987. I, I, you don't I, throw boats out. Pushing the boat out, that's the word. <laughs> You were you in charge? Never of, been on holiday. Of the lifeboats on the Titanic. I've <laughs> <laughs> thrown the boats out, Captain. Now what? Um, I, I can't remember whether I've seen that episode or not, but it seems like an awful lot of trouble to go through. But you know, this is bet this we're is talking bet. about here. So why the heck not? It's the only time they went abroad in the 1980s, anyway. One thousand eight hundred eighty-three kilometers. So that beats. Yeah, so that beats Mallorca. Yeah. Then 1994, they didn't go too far. They went to France. They went to Normandy for three episodes for the D-Day um, stuff. Yeah, that's just over 500 kilometres away. On the website I went to, 552 kilometres between Salford and I think I found some American graves that they, they know they visited. Uh, we spoke about that fairly recently when we did the Weatherfield at War feature discussion, but there were some really fantastic scenes with Percy and Maud and Maureen going over there and Percy was remembering his old army mates that died oh, in the gosh. war. And also... I mean, it's poignant enough when you go there and you don't know anybody mm. just to see the graves. The fact that it was Percy as well, who's a character that yeah. was pu- purposefully unlikable mm. the you know, curmudgeon of the street the this you know stick up his bum kind of character and to see a bit of, of raw emotion from him it really it really got to me actually and but also it was mixed up with the revelation that um when when maud gets maureen to push her to one of the american graves and she was like this is your dad oh, God. and uh, so they, they, that was fantastic and also in 1994 they had one episode where they went over to france um to to charleville which is the Fake. um it is fake. It's a fake place that Weatherfield is is supposedly twinned with, and that was the whole black pudding contest thing where um, Fred tried to bribe the bribe the judges. Now, I don't know whether they filmed any of that in France or not. When I went onto Corypedia, they had a very handy page for episodes with scenes filmed in a foreign country, and this episode was on it. But having watched that recently on seemed like ITV3, a wasted trip. <laughs> I don't think they needed to go to France to it, and I and I'm not sure whether they actually did. So maybe they went there twice in 1994. I don't know. And because Charleville isn't a real place, I don't know how many kilometres away it is from Salford. <laughs> it's not going to be more than the borders of France, though, is it? So no. it's not, it's not going to be a, a winner. No, I don't no. think so. 1998, a lot of people will remember this. Yes. Amsterdam, Roy and Hayley. Oh, my gosh. Four episodes. That, yeah, an interesting place to visit. And, and I've got such... I've got vague memories of it, but also really, really crystal clear memories of other parts of it. It was when Hayley went over there to get the final stages of her 
Um, gender reassignment surgery. Gender reassignment surgery, God. And, and, and she'd had a falling out with Roy and he went over to Amsterdam to go and try and find her and, and bring her back. And there were yeah. some lovely scenes of them like going on the barges and everything there, lovely scenery. Um, and he ends up thinking that he's going back without her. But while he's waiting in the airport, Haley comes up to the window and writes on lipstick on the other side, I'm coming with you or something. Aww. And that is one of like my all-time favourite romantic, lovely makes me feel all mushy inside scenes the big smile that like bright lightens up Roy's oh, face Roy. I absolutely adore that scene um, and that, that was a really nice trip away to Amsterdam but 496 kilometres not away. that far is it no it's not as far as some of the other places I mean at the moment Torremolinos is still in the lead 1883 yes can they beat it let's find out 1999 they went to Calais Yes, that was in the um, that was in the after hours specials, the you know, in the nine o'clock episodes where okay. Steve and Vic Cram cruise. and that went on the booze cruise exactly. Four hundred and four kilometers. Four hundred and four kilometers. Far. Yeah, so I mean, it, it looks like it's been a lot of Spain and a lot of a lot of France at the moment, hasn't it? But certainly in the nineteen nineties, that was they they had went through a real period of let's just let's just pop off Why abroad, just shall off we? Abroad. Now, don't forget also that um, these sound exotic to northerners but to, to us southerners Paris is mere 50 kilometres away <laughs> you can walk there in a day <laughs> in 2000 they went to Paris and Loire Valley yeah special for the millennium um, that was Curly and Emma and Ashley and Maxine and Fred and Audrey going over to Paris it was basically after Raquel has visited Curly for the millennium and, and she's so, French now she, she's, she's living over in French married to Arnaud and so Curly goes over there to meet his daughter Alice and for whatever reason the Peacocks go and Elliot's go over there as well. And you I think, probably had space in the car, you have to pay per car, don't you, for the ferry? <laughs> this is when uh, Fred proposed to Audrey as well. What uh, palaver would I it think... be to go to, to go to France from Manchester? I remember I, I was annoyed when they stopped doing ferries from Southampton as how inconvenient it, had, it was to go to Portsmouth <laughs> to get on the ferry. <laughs> um, it was, there was also something that went on in France then that I think Maxine got, uh, like an artist wanted to do a nude painting of her or something like that and actually wasn't happy, I can't remember. Oh but yeah, special set of three episodes and they had, had um, rather than the usual opening credits, they had like special yeah, scenes accordion of... music <laughs> oh if only they'd had it played <laughs> on the accordion they had the same oh, music but different like. visuals um of, of france and everything and i think they did it was like one one whole episode was set in france and then they went back to weatherfield for an episode and then back to france and then weatherfield so they they did some alternate episodes that was quite fun um and then they returned did to... they have paris syndrome um i think they loved it actually yeah. i think it was fine um 2006 they went hang on what that was seven six hundred and seven oh, kilometers. Six hundred and seven kilometers. If you want to go to Loire Valley, it's seven hundred and nine. You have to go a bit further. Yeah, yeah. But it, that's not really record breaking either. Still is it? not beating Torremolinos. Two thousand and six, they went to Paris again um, for Loved three it. episodes. This this is does not stick in my memory quite so much. This is the Websters, and for whatever reason, Craig Harris went over. This is when Craig Hagen. and Rosie were dating, Craig. and they so were you, goths, weren't they? They were goths. That, yeah, maybe they probably at the spent time the whole time going, I don't know. Oh God, Paris is boring. Probably. <laughs> they basically, they wanted to use it as an excuse to escape because they were planning to run away to Berlin um, together. And I think at the end... of the heavy metal scene. Must have been. And at the end of it, um, Craig does go over to Berlin and that's the last we see of him and Rosie can't oh. bear to uh, tear herself away from her family so she ends up going back to Weatherfield. But I don't remember that particularly well and that must have been something that, um, that you would have watched as well. Any 
Absolutely that no one. memory of it at all. No. And that's the same distance, yeah. Paris. No matter what year it is, it seems to stay pretty much in the same general area, doesn't it? It does. Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah. 2007, Malta. Right, so it's got to be 1,883, isn't it? I can now reveal to you, Gemma, that Malta is... 2,325 kilometres away from Salford. There's your answer, Rachel. We've got a winner. Or, or is it? Or is it? The, that, that, I like the way that they minute. went further away. <laughs> well, they started off pretty good. They kind of like went, And then they're a bit closer. It's like, oh, no, maybe not. Uh, yeah, Malta, three episodes, which is Steve and Eileen going there, which is when he had the story that he ended up having his encounter with the transvestite and he didn't realise um, that that's... That's what is she that was. The word that we use. That is the word. Crossdresser. I, the, that everybody knows what I mean. Yes, I know, and it was very, it was very in poor taste in two thousand and seven. So you can only imagine how awful it would be to watch it back now. Mm. So lots of France and Spain, but yeah, Malta was the furthest away. That's what way into Europe, isn't it? Little, little island. Well, it's in the Eurovision Song Contest, isn't it? So it's definitely Europe. Yes. Just like Israel and Australia. Gemma, we have some late entrance into this competition to see who... I've, I've just been given a piece of paper. That's right, because <laughs> we are going to count the video specials here, the straight-to-video specials or Why DVD. We? We've got nothing else to do all day. Got, no, we haven't, are you enjoying this or is this boring, everybody? I'm sorry. It's, it's going to go on for a little this. bit. Now. This is news to Gemma. Yeah. So, 1995 was the first video special where they went on the QE2. Can I just they filmed in Southampton for that. Yeah, they did. Um, in general, do they always involve travel, these these DVD specials, video specials? Mostly. Right. Mostly. Yeah. So, so, if you don't know much about Southampton, the only thing you really need to know is that with the home of Benny Hill, he's dead, and we're where all the cruise ships stop. Titanic sailed from here. And if you come here... You'll be sold things like a day trip to London or to Stonehenge, yeah. which is quite hilarious because I don't think I'd <laughs> bother. Nowhere near. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, they went. I, I don't know where they sailed on the QE2. So I've got About. question marks here. Maybe this was the furthest that they ever went for Coronation Street. I don't know where it travelled to when they filmed well, it. Well, that's awful. Maybe I should have asked Kevin Kennedy this. But anyway, I didn't. So moving on. 1997. Las Vegas, no, surely, that's really surely that must have beaten at least Torre Molinos. It's definitely yes. further away than Torre Molinos. But is it the furthest they went? The Las Vegas episode was... Um, that's 8,153 kilometres. Smashing the record set by Torre Molinos there. This was Jack, Vera, Maxine and Fiona went over to Las Vegas. Um, and... The trouble is with the Earth is that it's round, so at a certain point you start to come back again. Oh, yeah, which direction did they travel? I don't know how to even know that. Um, and they met up. Do you remember who they met up with in Las Vegas? I just want to add in, if you're a flat earther, I'm sorry if I offended you. <laughs> who did they meet up with in Las Vegas? Because the actor had emigrated over Oh, I there. know, but I've forgotten. Tell me then. Remember and then tell me. I don't remember. Ray Langton. Oh. Neville Buswell was working as a... Um, yes, as that's a, right. I was going to say a card actually, shark, but I don't think that's croupier, the right word. Croupier. Yes. He actually lived there, didn't he? Yeah. And that was his actual job. Yeah. So they decided to have um, Jack and Vera bump into Ray Langton, who you hadn't been what? on Coronation Street for like 20 years. I, I am absolutely, always really absolutely fascinated by people who just completely change their careers. Like they'll, they'll do something and get, get success at it and then be like, I'm going to go to Las Vegas and I know, I do cards. have some kind of respect for people that just say, screw this life, I'm going to go to the other side of the world. Because I can completely imagine me and you staying here in Southampton for the rest of our lives doing exactly what we're doing forever. Oh, oh and then... dear. I have to have a chat after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've been in Las Vegas. That was cool. I, don't, I don't think I've seen that episode. I'm, 
don't even know whether I've seen the QE2 special. We need to watch those one day. So we've got 8,153 kilometres to beat, Rachel. Next and year. No, two, not no. 2008. 2008. My maths again. 11 years. They went <laughs> to Sun City in South Africa for the Out of Africa special. Now, we did watch that That's a couple really of years far. ago, didn't we? That's like super far, isn't it? It is super, super far. This was the Battersby Brown family, wasn't it? There was Scylla, Chesney, um, Biz, Kirk went along with them, I think, to take part in... Um, it was the Sunshine Family, South African Family of the Year competition. Yeah, that's something. right. Scylla was already living over there at the time, wasn't yeah. she? And she sent for the rest of them to come and get her. And um, and they, she kind of roped her, them into her scheme. Yeah, they, they made out that Chesney was disabled and in a wheelchair and, and Kirk was her other um, special son, shall we say. And all the South Africans are going, typical English people coming over here and stealing our jobs, trying to become <laughs> Sunshine Family of the Year. Now, this isn't as random as you might think. Why have a special setting up in South Africa? That sounds quite exotic. The, the, I, I read that the, the reason that they went there, one of the reasons that you know tipped the balance for them going there is that ITV were filming, do you remember that Wild at Heart programme yeah. that had um, Lucy Joe Hudson in? All about, you know, the plains of Africa and things. Yeah. So there was an ITV crew already over there and they were looking for somewhere to do the next Coronation Street DVD special. And they thought, oh, let's kill two birds with one stone. Over there, we might as well do it. Exactly, exactly. So that was quite a fun DVD. Sun City, Gemma, I can reveal to you now, is As the Crow Flies from Southwood. These are all the As the Crow Flies. Yeah. 9,211 kilometres. Take that, Las Vegas. This wow, is further. that is definitely further, isn't it? That's a bigger number. And I don't think that we're going to beat that one, but let's just see. I can say that we're not going to. <laughs> That's because you've got the notes in front of you. I can you. read it right here. Uh, the next one is, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a real place. 2009, they went to Snagov in, in Romania. I hope you don't have any Snagovian listeners, Chama. <laughs> They're like, oh, don't worry about it. We all think the same thing. What was that place that we said, I can't remember, a few years ago on the podcast, there was a place up... Up north somewhere, they were oh, like, "Is that a real that's place?" Not real. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know. It was the one that the, Sorry, where the no, salt comes from. I'd, maybe it might be. Not only did we think it wasn't a real place, then now we've forgotten where it is. We apologise. <laughs> Snagov is a real place. They were, and, we've got. Have we got a? Did we? Have we got a, a fridge magnet? I don't know. Hang on a minute. You, ca- get... you carry on. Anyway, so this was for the Romanian special when Roy, Haley, and Becky went over there, and I think this was the first DVD special that we watched near when the uh, when the when the podcast is started. It New Brighton? No, it's not, is it? No. Somebody sent us a, a, a fridge magnet from New Brighton, though, didn't they? Because we were talking about it. They did. Thank you very much, that person. Um, Anyway, yeah, we, we watched that, and I wasn't impressed at all by that DVD special, despite it having Roy, Haley, and Becky, who I adore. I thought that was a bit boring. And sadly, Romania is only 2,270 kilometres from Salford. That still so. seems further away than I thought it would be. Well, it's not. Um, and Do then, you want to go to Romania? No, I, it's not on top of my list. I wouldn't, wouldn't put it in the top five of places to go. Although we could, if we if we like to start doing really, really well on the Patreon, we can start doing tours of all <laughs> yes! the all the oh foreign countries that Coronation Street have We've been to. We've got to put this on, on expenses for going <laughs> on the QE2. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we get to How use some of the Patreon? Am I allowed to buy? Do we get to use some of the Patreon um, money in the uh, on the Las Vegas um, on the slot machines? On the slots. I think we go to Las Vegas. We can go see Joseph there. Listen to Joseph, can't we? Yeah, I'm sure he'll put us up. Yeah, there you go. No we're problem. saving money already. <laughs> it's like we're making money. <laughs> um, the final DVD special was in 2010, released in time for the, six, uh, the 50th anniversary. Sorry, and they uh, they went to. 
Peckforton Castle in Cheshire, which is 50 kilometres away. So um, They were like, we're not... Look, I think this might be the last can't, one. <laughs> can't beat Sun City, so we won't even try. I I haven't seen this. that one either. Oh, so it's kind of interesting, isn't it, that... They haven't done a video special since 2010. I know, it's been 10 years. And, and, and I, I, as far as I know, there aren't any rumblings of them doing one for the 60th anniversary either. Who knows, they still do it, we don't know. I'm sure they're thinking of lots of amazing ways that they can treat us for the 60th anniversary, but I don't know whether this is it. I think we might have heard of it by now. Perhaps they plan to and then they can't. But anyway, what do you think of foreign episodes or like the spin-off things and them popping off? It's all right. I mean, I I just worry about how much money it takes, and I wonder whether that's the reason. I don't think you need to worry. It's it's not your job. <laughs> I I wonder whether that's the reason that they literally in the program haven't been anywhere since when was it two thousand and two thousand and seven was when Steve and Eileen went to Malta, and they went through such a period in nineteen nineties two thousands where like every couple of years they would they would jet off somewhere. I mean, not and to I, get boring, but it surely depends on things like the the pound against mm. other currencies and. Stuff and like that. Looking back at the episodes we just talked about, although some of them I'm like, oh, I, re- I remember when that happened. I don't think there's many of them that I look back and say, wow, that was a classic episode. That's, that's, that's up there in, you know, my top episodes of Coronation Street. It's more like, oh, yeah, I remember when Steve and Eileen went there and he had that, that thing with the transvestite. I'm going to also uh, say I don't think that you get more money, more of a return no. for the further you go. I don't think that the trip to South Africa was the pinnacle of Coronation Street foreign filming, was it? I, no, I, don't I think, think you, not. I think you need to go a bit further than Cheshire, really, to, to sort of make an impact. But yeah. I mean, looking at all of these, most of them you, you, you didn't see. You weren't, you know, it wasn't when you were watching, was no. it? They've only been to Paris with the Websters and Malta with Steve and Eileen since you've been watching, apart from, you know, the, what we've seen in the of the uh, Mallorca episodes. And most of these... Yeah, they really don't stand out to well, it's me. Because they're mostly... I suppose the, I suppose the, the two that do are the Normandy one, and yeah, I would say. say that Normandy was the pinnacle, and that was because it was all tied in with D Day, and it was a very personal trip over there for Percy Sugden and and Bill Waddington, of course, um, and then the Amsterdam trip as well. But I think I'm mostly just thinking of that moment in the airport, and they could have done that over at Manchester. Yeah, I don't know. Going on a flight to Dublin. Um, I think that the ones that are boring are the ones where they just go on holiday. They, they, go they get don't very capers. often think of very much stuff to do and, and it's confusing uh, because you don't... What's the point? Yeah, uh, uh, it's always a very little self-contained little adventure. That's why they, they work so on, well for it? the video specials. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be fun. I mean, I'm sure that there's lots of stuff that they could do. It's just it really needs to be grounded in a plot point like... Roy and Hayley, she had to go to Amsterdam. Mm. Well, and the D-Day stuff, he had to go to... Yeah, well, when they went to um, the Loire Valley back in 2000, that was because Curly wanted to go and see Raquel, but Sarah Lancashire wasn't in those episodes. So we got to their, their chateau that they lived and, and we got to see Curly's daughter. So that was a really special character moment that had been set up, you know, nine, ten months previously on the turn of the millennium. Um, but, yeah, I, I like... I like the idea of seeing, you know, our our street favourites schmoozing around the streets of some foreign c- country and 
I, I like OB recordings. I don't like the idea that Coronation Street is always constrained and, and stuck in that set. It's cool to see them, you know, even on the streets of Manchester or whatever. Yeah, I like the And to see them looking through, you know, French markets or whatever, that's, that's quite novel. But like you said, I don't know whether the return you don't get is, is worth enough. it for Coronation Street. And I, I, I wonder whether just, you know, the, the Corrie finances were doing well in the, the 90s, 2000s. And they, I wonder whether whether they have ever even considered it since then, because they certainly talk about going abroad, don't they? I mean, Jenny and Johnny are in France at the moment. True. Eva's over there. There's there's a lot of opportunity still. Should they want to go donkey abroad? Donkey Sanctuary. They work. could go over to the donkey Maria's. Do you know what? I actually would like to watch them go to a donkey sanctuary in Spain. Uh, I think it's in Cyprus. The donkey sanctuary. Is sanctuary. it? Yeah, Maria's donkey oh, sanctuary. Oh, okay, the so Sutherlands. so what does Andy have. I thought he's Andy got a had bar. a farm. No, he's okay. got. A, he's got so, a bar. I'm sorry, there. I don't know what the, what the twin. <laughs> That's the thing. Is, they're always going off to see Andy, but have you ever seen that? I'm sure Nick no. Cochrane wouldn't say no to well, going over to going over to Spain. There so, are lots of places around the world that you could end up going to, couldn't you? Like we we said when Rosie went to Japan, we'd like to see something with oh, her. Man, I, I think Coronation Street in so Japan much. would be one of my favourite things. And can I just point out that the Olympics have been postponed until 2021. So it would be actually quite appropriate if they were to want to do that. I'm sure there are plenty of um, venues standing empty, ready to receive film crews right now. <laughs> and... It would make sense because Rosie's there. And think of all the money that Coronation Street is saving at the moment, only filming half of the episodes. I also have to say that quite a well, lot maybe of... Maybe the, the advertising's revenue is not coming in quite so down. fast. Um, quite often, they, they get like kickbacks or, or, and things from tourist boards of various places. And I know the Japanese tourist board uh, is very um, pro-pumping money into... Um, what's the word promoting japan like there's all they have this massive grant uh government um program called cool japan that they they spend loads of money mm. promoting japanese culture abroad and, and sending people there so maybe i honestly think if i could pick one place in the world for coronation street to go abroad to film japan would be it and the fact that rosie's over there at the moment rosie in japan being a Harajuku girl or something. Oh, yeah. Can you, I, I just would can't, would love, love it. Who would you like? I'll tell you who I'd like to see go. Craig. Because J- Japanese, and this probably sounds weird unless you've actually been, you will not realise how how much they are. Very homogenous group of people. We're so diverse here in the West, we take it for granted. that Everyone's all different heights and colours. In Japan, they're very similar heights and they all seem to have very similar hair. So when Craig would go, he would... T- I, I was taller than lots of people, and I'm average height. Mm. Craig would be enormous compared to most people, and also he's got red hair, and they have a bit of a thing. This is, sounds like a lot of generalisation, but... Gemma knows her Japan it stuff. It's a I've job. heard stories about people on trains who have red hair having people pointing at them and i you know when you go you get pointed at they should just have a cory gingers tour of japan put jenny and craig and and kathy and all that that'd be amazing in tokyo not so much but in the outskirts and in various places you you very rarely see uh foreign Mm. western people yeah i mean japan is a a special place for for both of us isn't it not that i've ever been but i'd love that i've got i've only got a small list of places on my you know locations i'd like to go on my bucket list and, and japan like, is one of them i'd oh. like to go to new york as well i don't you could it, visit stella when you go is stella over in new york i know she went over to new york at some point 
Um, the the problem with that, if they went to New York to see Stella, is Stella would be in it, <gasps> and I, I'm not really gagging for that. But I mean, you need to it have some kind of reason to go to go over here. But who would want to go and visit Stella? Leanne, I guess. Michelle, what's it? What's it? Who plays Stella? Michelle Collins. Yeah, Michelle Collins. That would probably be the only way to entice her back to Coronation Street to go. Do you want a free trip to New York? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, New York is a very. I feel like I've seen it in everything. You know. Yeah, but Corrie does New York. Mm. Rather cool. they went to Japan, if, if we've got an unlimited budget. Mm. I've um, written down a few other ideas. Uh, the other here. place I think it would be quite cool, and I need to revisit a character who would definitely probably ne- never return, and that's to go to Barbados to see Becky. Oh, gosh, yes. I would actually really be interested to see what what Becky's up to. I hope she's doing all right. See, now the Platts have never had a straight-to-DVD special, have they? The and they Platts the haven't been abroad. They were the family of the street exactly. for many years. And Becky's still over there. Get them over there. Take Max over there or something. That would be amazing. But it's also quite strange to me that they've never been to Ireland, considering that it's the nearest foreign mm. country. I've never been to Ireland either. But... I've never been to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, so they could go and see some of the Connors over there, couldn't they? Yeah. Um, I thought that maybe we could. they could go to India, do a bit of Alahanning over there, maybe. That so would be interesting, That could actually. be interesting. And very quite... different culture. Yeah, and, and it would be significant as well, I think. Um, because I... I don't know... Most of the countries they've been to are European, aren't they? Or yeah, yeah, pretty much. They've never been to a country that wasn't white majority. No. No. Well, South Africa. That would. That's a mindfuck yeah. we're not going to get into. But that's a DVD special anyway. That didn't <laughs> count. Um, I thought. Uh, well, Canada, obviously. Oh yeah, that's the they've place a, they, they should. They go, should surely. Really. Fo- I, it's. Honestly, it's almost surprising that they haven't done Canada. I don't think it's almost surprising. It is surprising because... They send characters over there, they don't do they? Set, People like, have emigrated uh, over there. Yeah, and also actors do go there quite regularly off mm. their own steam. Well, yeah, every year they have, you know, Corrie conventions and things. Like um, we had, um, what's his face, David Nilsson and... Um, Oh, oh, Peter Gunn, yeah, were, were over there. Were they over there or are they going to be over there? I can't remember. So, don't remember if it happened. Coronation Street. If they, if they took advantage of the fact that ITV were filming um, out of Africa over in Sun City, why not film some Coronation Street scenes in Canada? Well, the Canucks know. would love it. Corrie is such a big thing over there. What? They're so missing who, out. Who, sh- who screens the... I forgot the channel. CBC? Could they chip in? Maybe. Oh, they. It would really make. I mean, the thing is, really you'd, should. they could send over a bunch of people and leave them there for a month and make the money back just on personal appearances. Mm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think it works. Win like win. I think. Um, there's been quite a few Corey characters that have lived in Canada and come back. Like Adam was over in Canada, wasn't he? Nick's obviously been over in Canada. And there have been so many opportunities for funny meta jokes, like people recognising them when they're out and they don't know why, mm. and it's because Coronation Street is popular there, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It could be great. Yeah. And also, I don't... Mm? I don't think there's enough stuff filmed in Canada as Canada. I think it's often stealth America, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. I guess they, the thing imagine, is... It, imagine if Coronation Street did that. They're like, we want to have some American seeds, but we can't afford to do it over we'll there. We go to Trump Canada and pretend it's New, New York. <laughs> what an insult. 
How dare you? I'd also like them to go over to Australia because that's another place that I quite like to visit. But you don't like the idea I of Australia, really do you? Because the giant spiders there. I can't think of why Coronation Street would particularly go to Australia. I mean, I know Martin's in New Zealand at the moment, isn't he? So no, maybe New Zealand. Could... Now that is a country that we should all aspire to live in. Yes, um, I was. Wondering... I, would, I wouldn't mind to go to Australia. But... I thought they could do like a, a neighbours crossover or home and away crossover or something. Australia seems to me why to not? be just. Kind of like England, but hotter and maybe but rude. Maybe Gemma, <laughs> and I'm sorry to keep bringing this character what? up again. Is Irma Ogden slash Barlow still living on Australia? Did she go back to Australia? I can't remember what happened to her. I don't end. remember what happened to her. She was. She either. certainly went over to Australia for a bit. I don't think there's so much to knows? call her back. She might be there now. The country that killed her, what her husband and son. You never know. And it wasn't even a spider that did it. Mm. Um, they would have got them in the end anyway, wouldn't it? One of those drop bears, probably. Yeah. So, so I think we're kind of coming to the end of our lengthy discussion that could have been, as I say, answered in about the space of 30 seconds. But um, any, other, any other final bits that you want to, to mention? No. Nope. Um, okay, I didn't know if you were on that. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to add. I think we've done a pretty good thing. The answer was South Africa. Yeah, I'm just having a look, because I also wrote down where the other soaps have been. Um, it's all fairly standard places, isn't it? I think... I don't think... According to the um, Emmerdale wiki that's there, they've only been to Tunisia and Spain. I don't know whether those other things that just haven't been on the wiki, but Emmerdale needs to pull their finger out, really. Um, EastEnders, they've been to Italy, they've been to France, Holland, Spain, Ireland, Portugal. I, I think, think Corrie wins. Well, I was going to say, Corrie wins here, don't they? Yeah, but they are the prime soap. They are the longest running. But a lot of these soaps have been there more recently than 2007. Well, look, the meerkat money's running out. I know, I know. So, even though the episodes can sometimes feel like a bit of a novelty, it's still quite nice, isn't it? I... Get them out into the real world. Because I've been watching Modern Family recently, and every so often they do go on a trip somewhere, and the most recent place they went to when I was watching it, they went to Paris, and it, it doesn't really make any sense why they're going there and why there's an episode, but they always look so excited. <laughs> it's like the flipping Simpsons as well, isn't it? You know, they're creatively dead and they have been for a very long time. Oh my God, this isn't a Simpsons podcast. Every, every now and then they just say, let's go to blah, 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 and they have an episode where the whole Simpsons family go to, you know, Timbuktu or whatever, and then there's a rubbishy episode there. Um, they're not usually the best episodes when Simpsons go abroad somewhere. No. Well, so, so anyway. yeah, the first they went to South Africa and the next place we'd want them to go, please, is Japan or Canada. Yes. It's their choice. That's it. But it's only question. out of those two, okay? Gemma. Yeah. I'm going to pass over to you now because we have a second question that we're going to talk about for this podcast. Ruben wants to know, are there any characters, past or present, that either of you have a soft spot for that you feel are generally disliked by a majority of the fan base? Well, yes, there are, actually. This was really... I found this really difficult because I was like... I think everyone that people hate, I hate as well. (laughs) But then I realised that there were some people... At first, the only two people, genuinely, I could think of that I had championed who were unpopular was DC Fringe McBangs, which we weren't... Not D- DS Fringe McBangs. We're not going to go over that again. Okay? She's only been in, like, We're not going to talk about that again. And the other one was Pedo Van Man, who was my character of the week one time. And I don't even remember what he did, but um, I think... He I tried just, to lure Summer into his I van. Just, you know me, I'm contrary. So it's quite strange. I couldn't immediately think of more than that. But then I, I did. I... I I've got a list. I suppose the first job is like thinking about which characters are generally disliked by a majority of the fan base. And the thing is, 
pretty much every character has got a fan base, haven't they? And I'm and I say pretty much because I'm sure there are some characters that are like properly disliked by almost everybody. Um, but but everybody's got their those, champions. Them, those characters, though, is that they're generally supposed to be disliked. It's the people that are supposed to be likable that aren't. Those are the ones. But but that... the people that are supposed to be disliked. I wouldn't even count them because, like, often it's well, yeah, uh, that's what I mean. you, you love to hate them, like, yeah, like Jeff Pat. at the moment. Yeah, and, Pat and, and Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not supposed to like them. No. But pa- but they're popular Pat, in, in the yeah, way... Pat like, was hated by a, a huge yeah. number of Coronation Street fans, but he was equally uh, adored in equal measure, so I wouldn't count him on that list particularly. Um, but you just get a you just get a feeling like going around social media and the forums, don't you, about some characters and, I and feedback and everything to the podcast characters yeah. that people don't generally like. I think I, I think it's difficult though to have your finger on the pulse of what people actually like because the people that we hear from and us and the people on forums are generally more invested in the soap than the average viewer. I think you got a, you. It's an extra level of engagement, isn't it, to go from just watching something on the TV and turning it off, and that's it, to mm. engaging with other people and discussing what you think. So I think, oftentimes, it can be a bit misleading to go on the internet to see what people think because it's not necessarily the general consensus. Mm. That's the. I mean, every, every surely by now we've all realised that what you see on social media, the bubble that you surround yourself with, is not at all representative of the general population. And that's why people get surprised by political results and stuff, because mm. they don't realise the extent of other people's opinions. Yeah. There's also a big difference between people that... characters that people outright hate and characters that nobody really cares about or is hugely indifferent to as well, mm-hmm. isn't there? Because there are certainly some characters um, that... Just don't, I mean, don't I'm going to say on one right radar. now, um, and that is... I've forgotten the name of him. <laughs> um, Go on, Gemma, check those notes. Robert. Now, I actually, towards the end of it, was enjoying Robert a bit more than I ever had done because he was actually doing something. But mm. he was being a cad and everybody hated him. Yeah. And then he, he died and hated. nobody cares. And no. I feel bad about that. So I'm, I've put him on my list. Mm. Um, I've kind of got, I've kind of separated my answers into like classic characters and and more recent ones. And I I think generally on the the classic ones, I think I'm generally in agreement with with most people about the the hated characters, but I do want to, and I I know I've only done this recently on the Patreon episode, I do want to put in a defence for Reg Reg Holdsworth. Literally, every single time there's a question about your top five whatever, you're like, yeah, well, I don't want to say this really, but my top one is Reg Holdsworth. He's not my top, but This is like the third time now we've had a list of things and you said Reg Holdsworth. Reg Holdsworth is a fantastic character. I find him hilarious. throwing glasses. Lots of people hate him. I don't know whether he was hated at the time. I didn't watch it back at the time. Had there been internet message boards back in you know, the mid-90s? Can you imagine? And the, or the news groups or whatever there well, was back there then. Were. Maybe people were saying about how much they hated Reg Holdsworth. But, and, and I know I've definitely seen lots of people now saying they hate him, but I find him hilarious and I will and not apologise for it. The other one from back, back in the older days was Ivy Tilsley. And I'm always surprised, well, I'm surprised now, how much people say they hated Ivy and how much they she made her blood boil and everything. She's generally looked back on, I would say, as being a pretty despicable character. But having watched her, you know, between 89 and 94, whenever it was she buggered off to the nunnery, I just had 
acquired a or developed a, a massive massive fondness for her and she was so um she stuck to her morals and and she, and her you know her religious compass pointed her in in this direction and she wouldn't let anybody you know yeah or put her on a different course or anything like that and and yes she made the lives of uh, gail and 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 others hell but i I really felt sorry for some of the stuff that she was going through and the and the fact that her son was taken from her at such a young age and then and she was kind of wrestling with um moving on from him and 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 don and everything i i really really developed a real fondness for ivy um, having watched it more more recently, uh, and another character that that's left, and or, or albeit a lot more recently, that we both had a soft spot for was Gina, wasn't it? Gina's on my list definitely. She was done dirty by Coronation Street. They made her into an adulteress, and she wasn't. She wasn't a. She was an almost adulteress. Well, Tim was just as much to blame, and. Out of the two characters, Gina is a far more interesting person than Tim. But it wasn't just that, was it? I mean, she's likable. She was played really well. Yeah, Connie, Connie was Hyde. great. And um, but I think I wish she'd come back. Even before all of that happened, like, you know, a couple of Christmases ago, generally looking on the internet, people didn't like Gina. And they you get comments like, oh, she gets on my nerves. She's, I know, she's crazy. Uh, no. I, 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 didn't, I didn't understand any of the criticism that no, was levelled at Gina, it. because I thought she was and, and if if I was living in a bubble where I didn't you know watch any uh, or read any Coronation Street opinions online or anything like that, I assume that I, I would assume that everyone would love her because she yeah. was such such a wonderful, lovely, lovable character. Well, very complicated and nuanced, and played with vulnerability. Yeah, I thought brilliant character. Um, one person who left and was sort of again um done dirty by coronation street i think and and the fans turned against them was zidane Mm. now zidane's only crime was that he objected to his wife outing herself as a lesbian and running off with um a random woman yeah and um as a very religious person and a man who believed he'd married a straight woman i think he was um it was understandable that he had some objections to the entire process. Yeah. And although I think, um, what well, what happened was he got brought, he got bribed by the parents and he to keep his mouth shut and he took the money and then he got fed up with it and left. I was just really sad at the social media reaction to Zidane because I felt that Kazi Maktar did not deserve to have the character's name dragged through the mud like that and he was actually quite an interesting character and it's a shame that he's not in it anymore yeah i don't know whether i would say i had a soft spot for him i wouldn't put him in the same well, kind of ballpark as junior and reg and ivy but but you're right by the time he left i was a bit like oh that's a sh- that's a shame they could have done could have done more with him and and the fact that in his early years we we didn't really like him and we found yeah. him boring i remember and the well, fact that he you know got away from that had become somewhat of an interesting yeah. character and then he was whisked away from us i think what happens with me is i have like this really strong sense of justice and if i feel as though someone has been mistreated i get a soft spot for them and i'm on their side so that's why i've got robert on the list mm. even though I'd, i really couldn't have given him the time of day when he was in the show yeah the fact that enough. he's just been abandoned the other person the other two people i've got which is probably weird to people because, again, at the time, not particularly strong feelings that much. But 
Angie and Jude. Yeah, that's a good one. People I was hated about them. Jude, but I thought he was hilarious with his all his lying and pretending to be <laughs> to be a doctor and a um, marine biologist. I just loved him towards the end. And Angie, I'm so sad that she left because she was a sensible, professional, hardworking black woman on the street. And mm. um, there is we've got Aggie, but um, she is you know a, an older person and. Um, I thought that it was good to have a professional working woman. Yeah, Jude really. Yeah, he he had he he came come in as as part of an odd story about Mary suddenly got a yeah, son out of nowhere, the best and he he wasn't great when he first came in. I didn't find him interesting. He but as only soon as, came into his own when yeah, his the marine biology story. compulsive lying came became apparent. And mm. I still wonder he was a, he was a lot at the back of then. my head if he really even is Mary's son. Because <laughs> if he lies about being a marine biologist... Yeah, we never saw that DNA test result. Did I just also think, what a fascinating character as well. Somebody who's a, who's a, who is a compulsive liar to have on the show. Yeah. I, it doesn't feel like there's any room for him back in Coronation Street. I mean, as long as Mary's still there, there's always the possibility. Yeah, because I don't she's get still got the feeling that Coria, you know, are working their way out to bring him back. I don't back. think so, no. But um, you know, I've got, I've got a couple of others on my list. Um, Fizz, I've got a real soft spot for. Uh, so some of the characters that I've got a soft spot for, I think, have it's partly to do with how long they've been in it, and, they, and they've earned a bit of respect from me. I really. I don't absolutely adore Fizz, but I feel like she gets... She's earned her spot. She, she's earned her spot. And, and I feel that people lambasting the character online, which I do see, is really... is not deserved. I, I, I know that she can be, you know, a bit mardy sometimes. <laughs> uh, and, and I know that people say that she's not right for Tyrone necessarily. But I think that's not true. I... I, I just I just like the fact that she's yeah I like I like the down to earthness of it I like the you know almost traditional familyness of the Dobbs, um, and and also for some characters as well I I don't know whether it's whether I'm ever blinded by liking the actor and actresses as I well I can't because, pretend to be impartial when it comes to the actors and actresses no because I, Jenny McAlpine is absolutely is gorgeous person and she's, she's lovely she's lovely and friendly and smiley and and, and there's always has time for you and everything and she's lovely and, and all of that kind of bundled together makes me like Fizz I'm not going to be putting Fizz in the top 10 characters at any time soon but um, it's a soft spot for her similarly for Sean we, yeah, I'm surprised Sean is, is Sean not on your list no because you, we, we kind of like Sean don't we I think I've gone off of him I think it's since the homeless storyline I just thought they don't know what to do with Sean they don't and I feel bad for him but I I, I see a lot of hate for Sean online and I'm like I, I don't hate him that much he's just not given that wasn't stuff the question. to do no I know he's, he's, just, he's just not I given stories I think you're always going on about you like Sean yeah, yeah. I, I think that he gets um yeah, he gets a bit of a bad rap online. Um, and and we, we still find it quite funny when he does his little, you know... Flounces. Head, head toss and flounces off behind I the bar. I do my head toss, um, I, I know that some people have got... Uh, I've seen some horrible things written about Anthony Cotton online as well. I've never met him. Um, but I no. think that colours some people's opinions of him as well. Sophie's another one that I've got a bit of a soft spot for. A bit like Fizz in that sometimes it's a case of she's been on the show long enough, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, and, and being part of the Webster clan as well helps. Don't I, don't, I don't love Sophie 
Uh, and I know that she can be properly Mardy, but she's not one of these characters that I groan whenever she comes on the screen. Um, Dev, another one. Uh, and he's, in recent weeks, um, hopefully gone up in some people's estimations. I think people are very portrayal of her. quick to write Dev off as just a buffoonish mm. character. But like you say, Jimmy Harkishan's proven that he can turn in a really excellent dramatic performance yeah. but we knew we knew that yeah i think that some people needed to be reminded but it's good um good yeah. that they gave him that and like you've got ed written down here as well and the baileys in general i think fairly unpopular but i like all of them i don't mind all of them but i'm certainly not writing any of them off at the moment which is why they they fit in my soft i think everyone category. is kind of rooting for them still but that goodwill is going to run yeah, out if I people get bored I mean, they've been in the show for a year now, haven't they, nearly? But they, pro- they proved how good they are with that recent story. Mm. So I would like to see them being used more, and I want to explore them as people as well mm. a bit more. I've um, also got somebody you haven't written down, oh, who's and that? that's Michael. Yeah, no, you're now, right. People will still not shut up at Les Dennis being horrible to him and saying... Oh, not Michael Bailey. It's Michael, Michael, Michael Rodwell. Rodwell. Yes. I thought Les Dennis as Michael Rodwell, one of my favourite characters, Michael was so sweet and hopelessly tragic figure in mm. the end. And him and Gail, doomed romance. I didn't really like what happened when um, Gail went off him and he couldn't, they couldn't get back no, together again. No, I know. But, you know, Les Dennis really um, get, gets ragged on and I don't understand why I think people are just ignorant and stupid because he's actually a some very good actor some people just couldn't get past some the people are that so, that's the guy from Family they Fortunes they really can't they don't have any uh, imagination he, he, he had a great couple he of years he instantly in Korea, filled that role like and where's Les Dennis don't know he did such a good job I thought yeah, he was I, I was not expecting to accept him no. quite as quickly as I did Can I, I also want to give a bit of a shout out to Gemma as well and I think that's probably true for both of us and she has got her fair share of criticism online and from the pair and of us as us. well <laughs> but despite all that I don't think that she's beyond saving no, she's just you're being right. badly used she's being overused at the moment but we she's had a good into a, a good what four or five years of Gemma before all this stuff with Chesney kicked off last year and we really really love Gemma and, and arguably, so I'm not giving up hope on her arguably this should be the redemption of all the stupidity of the quad storyline having her talking about her her like postnatal depression but it was it's been tied up in such a simplistic way mm. it's almost offensive yeah, yeah but but still like you say she's one of these characters that you want to do well mm. some some characters when they're in a rubbish storyline you're like oh blah 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 get on with it, i don't care um i'm not really interested but Gemma, it's still like are they going to give us something different are we going to see something else from her and, and unfortunately Ian the McLeod's fact that she's got four kids put her on a path no. and she- uh, Unless they all die in a horrible accident and then she gets over it immediately quickly. <laughs> I don't um, see yeah. much hope in the next I know, few it's years. A, it's a real shame because she was fantastic before all this started. I wonder I do it does make me wonder like what how what Coronation Street bosses think of these characters that are not liked by the masses because they must know. I mean, that their fingers are but on like the pulse on the whole before, social media. No, I don't. Thing. Yeah, but look, I think Ian McLeod said this as well. You can't trust what is said on social media. And you can't take that as the opinion of of the general viewing public. And Gemma's got an awful lot of fans, hasn't she? She's just... got an awful, just as many people that hate her. 
Oh yeah, definitely. This definitely. is what I mean. You you cannot and, and sometimes, well, a lot of the time, the reaction is purely, well, it feeds on itself, doesn't it? Because because people get mad about something and then everybody piles on, mm. or then you get like the backlash against it. Yeah. We do this in this country, though. We do this to real people. Mm. You know, this is this is what ha- has happened. It seems as well that over the past like five, six, seven years, as well, or also, sorry, the the axing of characters seems to have stopped. Often, when characters have left, it's because the actors have wanted to go. And I know that there's been some cases where that's not been true, but there's a lot of characters. I mean, some of the ones that have been on my list, like Fizz and Sophie, and people are, uh, and Sean, people are saying, "Well, why why haven't they been axed?" Um, but that, that just doesn't but seem to But that's because a lot of people axed themselves, didn't they, quite early on into Ian mm. McLeod's reign. So yeah. we don't know. Perhaps it was an unnaturally large amount and he might not be able to get rid of anybody, mm. but it might maybe pick up. I don't know. Yeah. Just I wonder if I was a Coronation Street boss and I saw that there were, a character was getting a lot of hate, would I just say, I don't care, I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing? Or they say, what, what could make us... What could make that character more likable, or would they say what could make people hate that character even more? Because everybody hated Jeff, didn't they, at yeah, the beginning, and everyone they... still hates Jeff now, but for different reasons. Yeah, that's and, and Coronation Street knew where they were going with Ian Bartholomew's character, and if if they had listened to the Cory fans and you know got rid of him after the first three four months, then we wouldn't be we wouldn't have this story now. The thing is, people don't know what they want sometimes. They think they know what they want. And, I mean, if you, if, you read, if you read what people say about some of their favourite characters, they just want everything to go well for them and them to never have any challenges or, or upsets. Like, Rana and Kate, people who were fans of those two characters just wanted them to be happy and be married and live happily ever after. But if that happened, they wouldn't be in the show. Mm. Yeah, very you true. Could, you, could go, you could drive yourself crazy trying to appease the, what you think the public want. Yeah. But you'll never please everybody. No. There's the, all you have to do is, is create compelling... That's easy. Just can create compelling entertainment. Mm. But... Um, don't, I don't know. It's, it's, diff, it's like you can't worry about making everybody... That's the thing. Not everyone's likeable. No, and, and that's and, the thing I think about Cor- Coronation Street. It's better when people are grey, have a grey sides of their characters and they don't always act in their best interests or do the right thing. That, that's what makes it interesting. Mm. But people get mad about it. Yeah, and it, it's impossible to make a show where you can please everyone and everyone will feel the same way about all the characters, especially oh, in the show. We've, we've spoken to some of the actors about this, haven't we? And, uh, and then and they say, well, you can't please everyone and you can't take criticism to heart because there'll be other people that do like you. And I know, it's very difficult, isn't it? Because mm. people get, take it too far, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah, they can do sometimes. Um, we had a couple of um, suggestions in from some of our patrons um, uh, for, for this question. Nancy said that she likes uh, Tyrone, Fizz and Gemma. Would you, would you count Tyrone as a character that is generally disliked? Well, maybe? this is the thing I kept coming up against. I don't particularly know. I think that... I think that um, Tyrone and Maria, to me, are sort of like, they're kind of like, they're like dinosaurs. No, we're like Tyrannosaurus rexes. And if they stop moving, we can't see them. So when they're not in the show, they sort of disappear and we don't remember they exist. Yeah, no, I know what you mean about both of those. Uh, Rebecca has said Sean and Deb, so they're both two on Mm -hmm. my list. And Patricia's given us a very 
Nice, yeah. nice long paragraph. She says, I will have missed out if you've already recorded by now. Don't worry, we haven't. Uh, one of my favourite characters is Sean. He's been woefully underused and misused, especially in that ridiculous issues-based storyline about the homelessness. And it seems to have been reduced to a comedic caricature now. They just trot him out now if they want to add a silly comment or spread a bit of gossip. But I really loved his relationship with Billy, his attachment to his son and the real storylines they used to give him. Yeah, that relationship with Billy, I was Billy really, really invested was in that. A really... Billy and Sean, yeah. I thought were a great couple. Unfortunately... Paul's now taking that slot. Yeah, well, there was, there was Todd and then uh, then Paul wasn't there. The thing there. is, I don't know whether they really need Paul to be going out with Billy. I think Paul would still have just as many storylines if he wasn't going out with Billy. Well, nothing's happened sort of no, nothing about happened. the fact that they're going out together. No, they just sort of sit at breakfast. Uh, Patricia continues, I'm also still a fan of Tim, though he may not come out looking good if he goes too far in defending his dad. I hope they'll really bring some of his history as he realises the monster that Jeff really is and treat him with some complexity. Yeah, I've definitely seen over the, over the past year or so a big um, n- nosedive in the popularity of Tim. Good. Still, still not to the extent that you despise the character. Well, listen, if there's one thing that we can all agree on, it's that Conversation Street, the podcast, are the people that mould and shape opinions. I should certainly well hope so. what we say goes, and that people will generally agree with us about everything. <laughs> so... I'm glad that people are finally realising that I was right all along about <laughs> Tim. I don't but, think, honestly, I don't think Tim's been too bad recently. I think Tim is going to... Um, be redeemed at the end of this Jeff storyline. Um, I really, I really, really hope so because we used to love to him. The, I think he's going to be instrumental, really, in in mm. um, showing t- Jeff's evil side. But it's going to be Sally that gets him to realise. I think you're right. I think you're right. Right. It makes me sad to think about. I think, Gemma, that that <laughs> is it. Thank you very much, Rachel and Ruben, for your questions. Yeah, I hope questions. you liked the answers. <laughs> Rachel, I hope you remember asking that question a year and a half ago. She probably looked it up by now. <laughs> gone, oh, South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. Right. Um, well, you did a lot of good research on that. That was very well done. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, thank you. So, thank you for listening to this extra episode of Conversation Street. I hope you had an enjoyable experience do write in and tell us about your um, soft spot characters or other ideas of foreign places that you'd like Coronation Street to film also um, you can ask us a question just email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com you can find us on Twitter Facebook Patreon YouTube Spotify Instagram that's right and that's probably it and down here on Southampton just come to Southampton and shout our names and we'll hear you we're not on TikTok we are not Right, that's it for this episode. Bye. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Listener.